It's Monday, June 29th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today we discuss our first social weekend since March, the Angela Madsen story, The Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, your comments and more, and we kick it off with Jamie Ferguson. This is a song called At the Fair, not on the album. Well, I heard Dixieland and country and a little rock and roll at the fair. Saw a panda bear met a carny's eye, purple monkey on a stick at the fair. True love walking. Puppy love behind the barn at the fair Well I smelled candy floss and sweet perfume in the grandstand in the night at the fair I saw myself at seventeen and a August blue moon's rising, summer's winding down on the fair. in you, a tear in nature's eye at the fair. The Ferris wheel is all torn down, the diesel's leaving town from the fair. But it'll all be back again next year, and you can find me hanging around the fair Well it'll all be back around next year And you can find yourself fair Rupert Fair Baltimore Now, 
Why don't we do a take two? As, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodri. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delicepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am I yeah. doing? <laughs> Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the... <laughs> Fuck some comedy <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Dazing, Not really. I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. Eh? <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio. In the beautiful Gatineau the Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA System. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show You and me below Just like the flowers Laughing all day long People I need to lose Sing a little song Then take a shower Julian Dion It's a a show It's not an hour, it's a show Okay Coming at you live on a Monday morning, Monday, June 29th. Broadcasting live from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hey, hey. Morning, Gen Z. Good morning. Gen Z Grantington. That's right, that's me. Ouch. Ooh. Just burnt my thumb. On the incense? Yep. <laughs> Uh, how are you doing today, everybody? Thanks for joining us. We are Monday, it's Monday morning. It's the morning and it's Monday. That's right, it's the beginning of the week. Day one or day two, depending on how you look at things. I like the way that shirt looks. Oh, a little live on Elgin? Yeah, because it looks, it's cool because it says live. Ooh, and, and we're live. live. 
This is some meta shit happening right off the top. And you can't see on Elgin, you just see live. Oh, very meta. We need to make some um, some Julian Dion show t-shirts. Yeah. And some mugs with the daily dose. Yeah, just like uh, our friend Derek saying, we had our first social visit since March over the weekend. Yep. We went just outside of Montreal. You can't say Montreal these days. But it is outside of Montreal. That's why we well, say we, that. We didn't go anywhere in Montreal except for his house and then left. Well, we went clubbing. <laughs> we went to the club. We went to that bathhouse. Oh, my gosh. We went to the uh, mouth-to-mouth class. <laughs> Strangers. It wasn't you're even first aid. It was just mouth to mouth. It was just practicing. You're the king of sound bites. Sweet. Yeah, we just stayed in the backyard all day. It was great. Went there Friday until. Uh, Very nice people. I've tisked like 37 times already this morning. But yes, it was great. So thanks to uh, D Rock <coughs> and Angela. It was great. Fun times. Mm-hmm. We just sat around in a backyard. Yeah, it's great. Looking at people. Mm-hmm. Trying at to people. see if you can tell if they have coronavirus or not. Nah. <laughs> was it on your mind at all when, when we were hanging out? Um, I mean, yeah, it was. Because I realized something. Go ahead. You feel rude if you don't want to hug. Well, and, I think people understand. It's the it's no, the, I I know, but it, it gets awkward. Like I think it's good to avoid because you feel like you feel like you're not going to get it from your friends because you're like, well, you don't have it. Like that's right. the way it feels. And at one point, um, I was talking to somebody there, and they were like, "We're gonna hug, right?" And then I didn't. D- truthfully, I was like, "I don't think we should." But then. You feel a sense of obligation. Yeah, to I felt do it. uncomfortable first thing I made out with Derek when we got there. <laughs> ew, ew, sound. It was really gross. Anyway, so that was a great, uh, fun twenty-four hours. It was really fun. Happy birthday to my godson Caleb. Ah. He is nineteen years of age today. That's messed up. Wow. I think nineteen. If he was born in two thousand one, yeah, of course. Right? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> and I did it again this morning. I have to stop texting people first thing. I woke up someone else. We talked about this at length. Was it Friday or Thursday? Thursday or Friday. What? That we were talking about the debate of whose responsibility is it? The etiquette of texting in the middle of the night or early morning. Mm, is it I up to the person? I can't who, remember if it was Thursday or Friday. Who has the cell phone to put their phone on D&D? Or... Is it your responsibility to just text during normal hours? I woke up Dale Kerr this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, well, my opinion is you should just put it on Do Not Disturb, but I think people don't realize they can do that, and I think they're afraid of missing important phone calls. Yes. They just don't know their phone. They don't realize they could put, like, people on a special list where it would be interrupted anyway most people don't know that and again not to to discuss this at length again because we already covered that last week but 
Yeah, I mean, maybe when the cell phone first came out, it was like, okay, turn off your phone if you're not using it. But now the cell phone has pretty much replaced the landline, so it's the primary way of reaching people if there's an emergency or anything like that. Anyway, so... Unless you're us. Sorry, Dale. <laughs> I'm like, And not just one message. His phone, I was blowing, and up, blowing, bl- <clears throat> blowing him up. Well, three messages. So imagine you're sleeping. Ding. You're like, what the hell? Ding. It's like 5 something a.m. <laughs> and uh, uh, he was nice about it. He replied. And then after a couple messages, he's like, all right, time for coffee now. You woke me up, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, Ooh, sorry. Anyway, that's uh, Dale Kerr of uh, WKFLD Wakefields Community Radio. They pulled off something great. You said it couldn't be done. There was no Canada Day celebration this year uh, in Wakefield, of course, because of the new normal. And um, they're doing it. A live stream show from 4 to 10 p.m. That's six hours of content coming at you. Live from Wakefield. Live from Wakefield. It'll be at the community center. A A whole group of people came together to pull this off. It was Dale's initiative that kind of lifted, got things off the ground, but a bunch of people came in and pulled it off. There's like two hours of of pre-taped material from musicians and otherwise. There's going to be happy Canada Day messages from people all over the community and businesses and also live performances at the community center. Now, if you are listening to this locally, it's not open to the public. It's it's a closed off event. It's live streamed only, of course, given the new new times, the new normal. So you can uh, watch it right in your living room. So there's a few artists and MCs that will be that will be hosting the event at, and they're doing it. They're all of the precautions are there for for. Um, Disinfecting, for lack of a better word, cleaning, mm-hmm. cleaning. Yeah. Disinfecting. Anyway, after each performance, they have two sanitizing. stages. Sanitizing. There we go. They have two stages. They'll be alternating from each performance. While one performance is over, they're going to be sanitizing the other stage and vice versa. And uh, there's only about five people allowed in the room at all times. Anyway, so it's um, going to be. Are there going to be people in lawn chairs, like on the? ground no outside absolutely not no people no people at the community center on wednesday it's all virtual or all digital our friend who we've worked with joe wankoff is is um, recording the whole thing as we know because we've uh, worked with him well you have really i was part of it small part but you worked with joe and elka for your music Mm -hmm. oh why didn't i play the costco song this morning that's what i should have done tomorrow Tomorrow. Uh, anyway, so they're they're doing um, all of that, and I'll be uh, I'll be doing a short set, very short set, tight to what time? It's from four to ten. What time are you doing your set? I don't know. I'm sending in a. Uh, I I'm doing it remotely, so I'm sending in a clip. A clip. Thank you. And I don't know when when in the evening I will be on, but watch the whole thing if you're listening to this locally. And if you're not local, this show is global, by the way. We've got listeners all over the world. We sure do. Guten Morgen in uh, Germany, Germany. is big. So if you want to uh, get a taste of the local talent, because Wakefield is obnoxiously talented. It's weird. I kid when I say obnoxiously talented. I was hoping to get a chuckle from you to kind of lighten that. 
Oh my gosh, you can't like plan. Oh no. No. All right. I mean, I didn't even know you meant. I thought you meant that as a real big compliment because it is. Yeah. So people, it's insane the amount of talent. Unusual. Yes. Unusual. So per capita. Yeah. Like it's really, really, really good. Okay, now you're overdoing it. No. I'm kidding. Anyway, so if you want to uh, get a taste of the local talent that's here, and I mean like a, a talent, it's not just, you know, local amateurs. It's, you know, people that have had extensive careers and still do and, and put out, uh, you know, have these huge bodies of work and and constantly pump out new materials. So if you want to check out what the Catno Hills have to offer, check it out on Canada Day. It sounded like you said Catno. Catno Hills, Canada Day. <laughs> Lee wants to know if there's any fireworks. Virtual fireworks, which I don't know what that means. Actually? Yes. I don't know if they're do. I think they're they recording, might- like doing them and then recording them? Must be. I think they're doing it. I should know this because I've been sitting in on the meetings every week. But the they obviously want to discourage people from from congregating at the community center. So there's absolutely nothing happening outside. But there are, there's a small fireworks thing. I think it'll be done in Wakefield and then they're going to be obviously streaming that, but I don't know. You could just take, you could just take a really impressive thing from uh, those huge, like in Vancouver, they have the celebration of lights or whatever. It's the symphony. Yeah, you could just take that and pretend it's in Wakefield. Pipe it in. Look at we've gone all out, all out. One point five million dollar fireworks display. I, I, I'm, I'm of two minds with fireworks. I like the idea because I like celebration, and I think it's a cool way to. And it's like obviously a very old tradition, so I love tradition. But really, I don't know. I don't know about it. Is it that entertaining? And then and then if it's not even live? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like I've read stuff about it being not great for the environment either. Like balloons. Balloons are fun because you see them and you're like, yay, celebration. But they're very bad for the environment. Did you know that? I, I mean, balloons, they're rubber, but fireworks are just explode in the sky. I don't know. Yeah, but the birds and like it affects... There's a. I guess it's a nightmare for dogs. Yeah. Fireworks. I, I can imagine. We, I don't think we've experienced fireworks yet with uh, our pooch. No, but uh, anyway, regardless, it's happening. Who knew dogs could get so stressed out so easily? Yeah, we brought our dog to <laughs> Derek's house on Friday, and uh, it turned out to not be the best idea. We're like, because we tried to get a dog sitter. Quite hard. No, <laughs> you're fu- you're funny today. So tired. I know I'm tired too. Well, I coughed. Oh, coffee so. I coughed there. all night. I anyway. That's a whole other story. But not that people are like, tell me why. Tell me more of your coughing. <laughs> um, Give us an example. Well, <coughs> yeah, more. I need more details on that. Uh, where were we? Bringing Gordy to to yeah. So we tried to get a dog sitter at length. Asked many, many people. Yeah, we have a regular person we asked, couldn't do it. We asked referrals. We asked family and friends to just come stay at our place and, you know, watch the dog and enjoy our place. We have a very nice 
cottagey type place. Yeah, I was trying to use the word place again, but oh, whoops. No, no, as if. No, I'm really bad. How bad person. You? Bad person for saying whoops. Anyway, couldn't do it, so we're like, you know what? Well, let's bring him. It'll be fine. And then we convinced ourselves, like, yeah, yeah, you know what? It'll be good for him. It'll be good for us, and we love having him around. It'll be great. Well, shit. The whole weekend was, well, we were only there for a day, but the whole day was basically us going, Gordy, Gordy, no, hey, Gordy, come here, Gordy. Oh, oh hey, Gordy's go- hearing you now. <laughs> yeah, it's what I realized, and since then I've I've spoken to uh, another friend who has a dog, and same thing happens. Even though your dog is comfortable at home and a really good dog and listens to you and and is a joy to be around, you take them to someone else's house where they're not comfortable, they're not sure, it's more of a confined space, like he was so used to being able to run around in our backyard anyway, so we brought him, and and the worst part is that when dogs are stressed out or anxious, they drool, so that's, oh, so he's drooling the whole time, and shaking his head, and his drool's flying everywhere, and we're like, hmm, this is great. And then we had told Derek that, oh, no, our dog is great because he is at home. He's great. And then um, Ange brought her dog over and Gordy was in love with that dog, would not stop mounting. Full, full of mounting is an understatement. Full on banging. <laughs> Lipstick out. Lipstick out. Thrusting. So he's just basically drooling and thrusting everywhere, and he's like, oh, God, oh my God, the whole time. Anyway. Hey, by the way, Eric Hebert Daly says, fireworks are not good for many pets or people with PTSD. That's mm. interesting. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, good good point. Never good thought of the PTSD. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, that uh, would suck you at your home. Like, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah, exactly. Um, Eric, anyway, Eric and Scott have uh, sorry, but Eric and Scott have a great live that you've mentioned before that they do every morning, and I'm sad that they're not going to be doing it daily anymore. As of t- I think tomorrow's the last day. Oh yeah, and I understand why they're doing it, but they're just they're just so um, lovely to watch in the morning. But they are not quitting it forever. They're going to be coming on here and there, but no, with no expectations or no. Which I get. I totally get. Yeah, I mean, while the, the lockdown happened, everybody had all this time on their hands, and now slowly things are getting back to normal-ish. And committing to every morning. like yeah. we're, They were doing seven days a week, which is... Right, and we're doing five days a week, which is a lot too, but we want to make this a thing. Like, we're, you know, and if you're not, if you don't have, uh, like, that's why we're doing it, because we're trying to make it like a, like a real business. Yeah. So... And if you have other jobs that you're really busy doing, it'd be hard to to commit to that every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sh- and that's this is a good opportunity to ask you to share this, please. Yeah. And go to Apple Podcasts I and, sh- yes. and subscribe. And because that really makes a difference if you go there. I know that it's an extra step after this and it's easy to forget, but it would be great if you went there and reviewed the podcast because this is a podcast that we happen to do on Facebook, but this is like primarily a podcast. Yeah, it's live on Facebook, but it really is available on many, many other distribution channels. Everywhere you get your podcasts, we're there. So Eric check says, it out. don't stop. We won't, Eric. Don't stop broadcasting. Leaving. Oh, you're going with the real oh, song? Oh, wow. 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 That's embarrassing. Wow. 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 No, we can't stop now. Awkward. I feel like a... I don't know. I feel weird stopping. 
We don't. We're not going to stop. No, I like it. It's well, we're in show business, so it seems just like a natural thing to just keep doing it. We're not going to stop, but I, you know, I think that's why. Like we, you know, as Canadians, I think we're too shy, and we are humble, which are great traits. Being humble is a really great trait, but we have to remember to promote ourselves and not be like ashamed or have this weird energy about it. Like mm. it's so easy to be. Oh, I'm sorry to bother you, but could you share this? Like, it's so easy to act that way, but like that kind of energy makes it feel like no one wants to do it. Yeah, so Whereas you share this, okay? It, <laughs> you share it. But it's normal promoting. Like, it's just normal marketing and promoting. And unless you do that, you're not, how are you ever going to be known well enough? Like, how do we get enough listeners? How do we get enough viewers? Well, so. you don't. <laughs> you stick but to your small corner of the internet. You the shut only way your you mouth. <laughs> It's the only way you make money, though. And you cry yourself to sleep every night. Yes. Oh, well, to make real money at this, I mean, it's a machine. It's constant promotion. It's mm-hmm. got to be available everywhere. It's There's so many moving parts. You can't just post it on Facebook and hope it'll turn into a, a, a decent living. Yeah, and I have to say that Go I ahead. have to give you a shout out because you do everything for this podcast. I don't do anything but show up in my house coat. You even shower and are on camera. I'm in my house coat right now with the dog on the couch. And I'm showered with no pants on. Good morning. <laughs> but you do everything. You do so much for this. And I don't even have a clue how to do anything except for talk and do stand up. So... Lee says, Minnie Stern and the Grant. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so anyways. So all that to say, shoot is... Shoot. I'm trying to be more like Americans. So far, no one has shared. Okay. <laughs> Glad to see that's working. <laughs> that's okay. The, not to bring the room down, but I just wanted to address uh-oh. the... Uh, uh-oh. Angela Madsen, who was a three-time Paralympian and Marine veteran, um, was rowing from California to Hawaii, has uh, has died. Oh, no. On her, on her trip, she was just about halfway. No, that's she, terrible. She's a real inspiration. She was, uh, I believe, 60 years old. I don't want to mess that up. What happened? Uh, nobody really knows. So she was rowing by herself oh. from uh, California to Hawaii, and but you should see the boat she was rowing. When I heard rowing by herself from from, it was going to take three to four months. I was picturing her in a little kayak or something. You should see the size of the boat she was rowing. It was like a big boat. She could sleep in it, obviously. I mean, for three four months. Imagine just being on a kayak for three four months. <laughs> And uh, the last they heard of her, she was, because she was in constant communication via satellite with her partner and other people, and she was um, going to fix something with her anchor. She was going in the water to fix something from her anchor, and then she hadn't uh, touched base again, and they unfortunately, sadly, found her body, but she was her a huge inspiration to many, and I just wanted to, because a lot of people don't even know, I didn't know until I saw the news. I wish I would have known about her before her passing, but... Sad. uh, Yes, so she was um, Angela Madsen. Look her up online. Her her bio is insane. And so she was 
she had rode 1,100 nautical miles from Los Angeles, and she was about 1,200 nautical miles from her destination in Honolulu, which was Honolulu. Like, I'm impressed, but I'm also, like, mad because she could just be alive right now. Well, that that's was she said that she was the happiest uh, on the ocean by herself there. So I mean, yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, you know, she died she, doing what she loved. Literally, yeah. I know that's a cliche, but she yeah, did. I know. And I mean, it wasn't for nothing. It's not like why she could still but be I alive if because she'd be willing to die for it, though. Yes, she she absolutely was. She 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 said that actually before going on the thing. She said, "If I die doing this." I'll die uh, happy and doing what I love. Wow. So um, you can't be mad or sad because she could still be alive because it was meaningful. It was inspiring to many, many people with with physical disabilities that... um, Does she have a disability? She was a Paralympian. Oh, okay. I I missed that part. Paralympian and Marine veteran. Oh, wow. I believe she was paraplegic. Wow. And... um, I don't want to misquote that. I'm just kind of looking on her website. I was looking at it over the weekend, but uh, yeah, she was, she was, uh, so it's very inspiring for that reason. Is there anything that you would feel that strongly about in your life that you'd be, you'd be like, well, you know what? I have to do it. And if I would die, then that's fine. Doing this show. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, maybe that says a lot about me, but I can't think of anything that would have so much meaning because that does have an, an incredible uh, meaning behind it. And it's mm-hmm. really inspiring. And, and people that are in that, you know, you could just give up on life or you could row from California to Hawaii and inspire, you know, I tens mean, of thousands of people. I, I get, I'm sure I feel a portion of what she feels like. I love being outside. Like I can have kind of a shitty day. I'll be inside. I'll be in my head. I'll stuff will happen. Stupid stress, you know, dumb, meaningless things. And then I'll go outside Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm just like, Oh, it's, it's not so bad. Like, I don't know. There's just something about being, I think so often we're disconnected with nature and it, it's, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. And nature can really... So I can see why she felt that way. There's a certain freedom. There's a certain aliveness. Like you can feel really alive when you're outside in nature. Hi, yeah. I'm Jen Grant. So that's what you would do is... What? Um. No, I'm just thinking that's... I can see why she loved it so much. Because there's so many things about nature. It feels like... There's so much potential. Like when I go on walks or I go for a run, there's an exhilarate. I don't know. It just feels amazing. Let me read a little bit of her bio so people that don't know her can know who she was. Angela Madsen is the most accomplished ocean rower you've never heard of. A lifelong athlete, Angela sustained a serious back injury while in the military in her early 20s and underwent corrective surgery uh, the VA that went completely wrong. She woke up ten hours later, paraplegic. Yeah, uh, right. I read that over the weekend. So she was, she had a back injury that w- she wasn't paralyzed from, but the surgery went wrong, horribly wrong, and the surgery left her paraplegic. Despite this horrible event, Angela pers- persevered and found adaptive sports as a refuge, excelling in rowing. She eventually went to the Paralympics three times and placed bronze in both rowing and shot put soon after. 
She set her sights on rowing oceans, for which she earned six Guinness World Records and became a leader in the rowing world. She is now off to set her next most arduous record to row the Pacific Ocean completely alone. She will not be followed by any support boat for 2,500 miles. She will bring all her own food, use a desalinator to make fresh water, and row 12 hours every 24 hours for three to four months. If she achieves this, she will be the first paraplegic, first openly gay athlete, and oldest woman to do so. Wow. So rest in peace, Angela Madsen. Uh, I mean, I mean, she's an inspiration on so many levels. You know, openly gay athlete, and and of her age yeah. too. I believe she was sixty. I I feel like I read that, but I can't find it here on. On um, let me let me Google it quickly. Anyway, it makes you feel like you could do so much more. You're like, geez. No kidding. Here's here's a paraplegic that. Uh, and using no excuses. Because that's the other thing. It's so easy to use an excuse. Well, I do that, but like even going to work out, I do that, but yeah. you know, oh, I'm already, you know, I have so much to do today or, um, oh, I'm trying to think of excuses. Really? Yeah, she was 60, turned 60 in May. Incredible. Really incredible. So uh, I just wanted to mention that not to bring the room down, but to... Uh, Inspire and pay homage to someone that most people probably don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. How is this not in the news like every day? Well, I guess given the state of the world, but yeah, she but still, been, there's uh, still a bit of room for that kind of thing. Yeah, like we should have been. There should it should should have been on she TV. Raising funds? I'm not sure. Because you know how Terry Fox. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was called the Row of Life. Go on row of life row of life dot org. All of the uh, yeah, she's taking. Uh, there's donations. Donate to GoFundMe dedicated to bringing Angela's remains home. Whoops, that's not uh, what that was. But anyway, if you go on row of life dot org, you can see the boat. It's really cool. It's a huge boat. I can't believe she was rowing that. I mean, crazy. Imagine how strong she is. Yeah. Was. Yep. Anyway, so. Wow. Angela Madsen. Well, that was nice that you brought that up. Well, I saw the story and I'm like, why are we finding out, or personally am I finding out, only once she's she's died? It should have been like a, a big thing when she was taking off, you know, like the day she went out two months ago and everything, you know. Yep. But uh, here we are. So, yeah, I'm seeing the boat. It's a pretty big boat, solar panel on it, little little cabin to uh, sleep in. She brought all her food and stuff. It's really crazy and sad that she didn't make it. Mm-hmm. She was just about halfway. Nobody knows really what happened. She was going in the water to fix her anchor, which that's crazy, too, just going in the water as a paraplegic and doing all this stuff by yourself, fixing the boat. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Mhm. Well, I think about that's something that you can we can all use as motivation when we don't want to do something or we feel like we're too tired or lazy or whatever. You know, Stephen Haw. I think of Stephen Hawking's. Like I remember seeing that movie. Yeah. And when I'm running on the treadmill or working out, and I'm complaining, I'm thinking, well, he would love to be able to do that. Mhm. 
I think it's called The Theory of Everything, that movie. Yes, it is. I haven't seen it. I remember I had a friend who was complaining about her problems in her life. And we had another friend who was a doctor and was saying, you know, everybody was quiet after my friend was complaining about her problems, like her her relationship, her job, whatever, and was all upset. And then the advice this doctor, actually, she was like a new friend. People didn't know her that well. And she just came, it was kind of quiet. And she came up with this really profound thing. And she said, you know, what I can tell you to help you with your problems is that they're all solvable. She goes, I have a patient who has MS and would love to have your problems Mm -hmm. because you can solve your problems and fix them. So, you know, it's, there's that temptation to complain and to, woe is me, but Think of others, think of and realize and uh, be grateful for what you have because mm-hmm. deep Monday, be, deep, deep Monday, deep, deep Monday. Well, there's this thing I'd heard this, this parable, parable, mm-hmm. parable, parable. It sounds weird right now. Parable, parabola about if you were to take a room full of people and everybody throws their problem, if you could physically throw your problem in the center of the room and pick one, most people would take their own back. Mm, I like that. Hi. That's great. I'm problem-solving expert Julian Dion. I've also read that most often the times that you feel depressed and all like, um, you know, pity for yourself, it's it's because you're just sitting around thinking of me, 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 me. As soon as you, and then it causes anxiety, as soon as you direct your attention to others, then you're not going to feel as bad. Yeah. And think about how you can help someone else. That that actually brings a lot of happiness to people. Mm-hmm. Hi. Screw the others. I want me to be happy. Mm-hmm. But me, I find if I don't work or don't have productive days, I get like depressed or anxious. Yeah, I have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I'm I I I procrastinate. It's my biggest thing, procrastination. But then when I get start working on things, I'm like, why didn't I just force myself to start? It's all about starting mm. to do something. Whether yeah. you, like if for example, I'll take my column for example that I write. One of many many examples. <laughs> it's every two weeks. It's due on the weekend before the Wednesday, like at the latest Sunday. And I'll start on Sunday writing it. Mm-hmm. And then I get all stressed and mad at myself. But I've noticed when I start earlier and just start it, I'm like, why didn't I just start? The thing is starting. I put off starting so much. I'll just. And then when you get rolling like momentum after four or five minutes, it's like, why the hell didn't I do this? Then you feel a sense of accomplishment, you feel way better. Anytime I have lazy days where I spend more time than I should on social media oh, yeah. and don't get anything done, I feel depressed. I'm Do like, you think oh my that God. your creative juices are more fired up under pressure? Like, no, that's garbage. Because you know how sometimes, uh, like I've been like that in the past too, where uh, I'll put off things, but then I realize one thing I've gotten better at is that I just kind of own it. Like I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing right now. And I guess that's the way I want to work. And I own it instead of beating myself up about it because then you're not enjoying the time that you're procrastinating. You might as well enjoy that time. You might as well be be like, oh yeah, I I feel like I'm... They say, a lot of self-help books and personal development say, don't say should, 
should is like a bad word because mm-hmm. you're always like, I should do this. I should do that or try. I'm going to try to do that. It's like, no, do it or don't do it and stop shooting yourself. Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like shitting yourself. Mm-hmm. Anyways. The, uh, but I do. No, I think that like, oh, I work better under pressure. So I wait last minute is, is a cop out. It's just a way to justify procrastinating, all, procrastinating all the time. Mm-hmm. And I read somewhere that procrastinating is a way to give yourself a little mental holiday because it's the only thing you're in control of if you're on deadline or whatever. If you have all these things to do, it's like, you know what? I'm going to go for take a nap or go on social media or it, it's your way of taking control even though you're only compounding the anxiety to when you actually start doing it again mm. uh, because i yeah no i don't because i've i've tried both i've tried under pressure and i get it done because you have to if you're on deadline or whatever but i've done it the other way where i give myself a few days or a week to write it again just using this specific example as the column and it's way more fun and I'm actually more creative and I can I can review it a few times and change it and it's better because I'm not sending the first or second version I'll send you know something I've looked at a bunch of times it's more time maybe but it's a better experience overall I would comment on what you said but I'm putting it off for <laughs> now <laughs> yeah I, I don't know it just uh, so f- for me now everybody's not the same but personally if i just am productive i am happier in my life that's just the way you are i have all these things yes (laughs) and it's just me but laziness i can't stand i mean i have to move and shake it's just things i get have yeah we know someone who's like that they're like no i'm not saying what you're doing is bad it's just the way i do it is i do this (laughs) anyway (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, um, how you feeling about the daily dose? Daily dose, daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. News and headlines from Jen Grant. Here's your daily dose for Monday, June 29th. Just two days before Canada Day. You're gonna like this story. Jules, go ahead. Um, even though they say that the uh, vaccine for the uh, coronavirus won't be available probably for a year, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's not unusual for vaccines to take up to ten years to be developed. One of the reasons for that is funding. So in this case, it's it's not un uh, unreasonable. It's not unusual for vaccines to take a decade. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. So. Are you okay? We're going to be locked down until 2030, as you're saying? Right here. Uh, well, no, I, I was about to continue my sentence oh. until you broke in with song. It was worth it. And then guessed at the ending. But was it? I don't know. And But because in this case, it's so worldwide, we've never seen anything like this. There are so many uh, universities, doctors, organizations focusing on a vaccine that it's not unreasonable to think that we would have a vaccine within a year. But the reason I think you'd like this story or be enraged by it is that anti-vaccination groups in both Canada and the U.S. are positioning themselves as advocates for what they call personal freedoms and medical Ugh. choice in the midst of this pandemic. What happened to... Why so are so many people 
anti-science all of a sudden. I, I don't know. understand. They're posting content online and on social media that not only targets vaccination, but also protests the closure of businesses, phys- physical distancing requirements, and the wearing of masks. You and know, I guess there's a group called Vaccine Choice Canada. Have you heard of it? No. It's one of the most high-profile anti-vaccination organizations in this country. It announced in a letter posted on its website on May 13th that it was launching legal action against the government of Canada and others for violating the rights and freedoms during this COVID-19 outbreak. What rights were violated? You have to wear a mask for a couple weeks? Exactly. Oh, fuck off. It's like, you know, they, they say, oh, vaccines, it's Bill Gates' way of reducing the population, so they're refusing the vaccines. Mm-hmm. I would argue... That whoever started these conspiracies is a way to reduce the population because mm-hmm. they're like, oh no, don't take the vaccines. It's it's a yeah, violation true. of your rights and it true. might kill you. So then, more, I I, I think it's something like uh, I'm gonna mess up the stats, but um, six out of ten people asked if they'd take the va- vaccine said no. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's that's the way to reduce the population. Convince the masses that the vaccine is bad. So you have these people working on the vaccine, which is obviously good. There's no, you can't debate that, idiots. I know. Are there scientists that have somehow they're involved in this conspiracy theory? Like uh, it doesn't. I think even people make sense. just want drama in their life. They want control. So yeah. you have these people working that's on this true. vaccine that's all good and everything, and then you have these people saying, "Don't take the vaccine; it'll kill you. It's an infringement on your rights." Well, I would argue these people are are what's going to cause mass ex- instinct, in, mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, extinction. Extinction. Yeah. Whatever. Guess what the name of the president of Vaccine Choice Canada is? Karen something. No, but his last name is... McCarran. His name is Ted Kuntz. Oh, Or yeah. Kuntz. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Kuntz, but... <laughs> no, Ted I don't Kuntz? know, because Kuntz is... The author is K-O-O, I think. Is it? Isn't it? Kuntz? Like K-O-O-N-T-Z. This guy's name is K-U-N-T-Z. Like it reads Kuntz. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> he um he claimed that COVID-19 was no more deadly than the than influenza and argued that a vaccine was unnecessary but infectious disease What's in his pu- background? Exactly. So listen to this. Infectious disease and public health experts widely agree that COVID-19 is for far more lethal than the flu. According to the Public Health Agency of Canada, more than 8,500 deaths in Canada have been related to COVID-19. Based on the agency's most recent available data, deaths from influenza were far fewer. In 2018-19, flu season claimed the lives of 224 people. While just over 300 died of the flu in 2017-2018 season. So I'd say that's a bit of a, a difference right there. Maybe. Not only that, nobody knows the long-term effects. I was reading that that, True. that it's possible that you might actually never fully recover from this. Because they're reporting, again, blood thickening, Break. causing blood clots and strokes, kidney failure, heart failure, pancreas uh, attacks and stuff. So people that are, quote, recovered in the stats are back in the hospital two months later with these far Scary. worse far worse conditions and symptoms than than the initial COVID 
I'm scared. I mean, even last night when I was coughing, I'm like, is this corona? Like, you know, it's in the back of your head. You're like, is this COVID-19? Yeah, but that's just it. Nobody knows the long-term effects. I mean, it's the flu, dummies. Anyway, and and unfortunately, the only way to to show people is once it's it's happening uh, in, in big numbers that people are not fully recovering and all this. And then what? You, oh, see, told you. You don't want to be right in that case. Yeah, that's true. And... um. CBC reached out to Vaccine Choice Canada via its media relations and address and also sent a Facebook message to Kuntz, <laughs> inviting him to comment further, but did not receive a response before the deadline of the story. So there you go. And one other thing they mentioned in the story was that this vaccine uh, choice organization is very good at social media. So they are very good at getting this message out. And then it's also attacking fear and anger um, in people. So when they read it, they kind of want to believe there's a conspiracy. There's got to be some psychological studies on that. Like people are attracted to this. They want the drama. They want to confirm their fears. They want to be suspicious, many people. But I don't know. I don't know why people don't want to believe experts that have gone to school for 15 years. Like I don't, I don't get how that's even, Oh, because you know, I get mad when people are like, uh, she, uh, you know, um, you're not funny when you're a comedian. It's like, well, where do you get off telling me I'm not funny? Meanwhile, imagine being a doctor who's been to, to med school and gets a specialty in infectious disease and somebody who has no background in that at all is like, you're full of shit. Oh, I know. Imagine. Well, the reason it's 15 years in school is six months is focused on the, the actual medical information that needs to be taught and learned. And 14 and a half years is um, they fill you in on all the conspiracies and how to manage conspiracies without people knowing about it. <laughs> I mean, are, uh, people are insane, mm-hmm. and it it comes from this obsession to be right all the time. Yeah, I guess it was like that before, but it's way more obvious now during this whole pandemic because people mm-hmm. are home, people are expressing. It's all political now. You wear a mask, you're a liberal. You don't wear a mask, you're conservative. Whether that's in Canada or in the states, for some reason, it's all political. If you wear a mask, you're made fun of. If you don't wear a mask, uh, 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 it's know. just crazy. It it's, is. It is crazy. I see people commenting on Facebook all the time. These fucking idiots wearing masks. I rather die. I rather die with my freedom than live wearing a mask. Really, you rather die? And it's not an infringement. It's a temporary thing. The mask. It's, it's not like. Now, for the rest of our lives, you have to wear masks or you will be arrested and put in jail. It's not like that. It's suggested to wear a mask because it helps reduce the numbers. It's scientifically proven. Even if it reduces it by 5%, wear your Why fucking mask. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I have a feeling that they would be the same people that would believe in gun rights. You know what I mean? Like, I want my gun. Even though guns have been proven to kill so many people but they want their right to have a gun it's like oh well, that's a whole other debate i won't go it in, is but no but it's possible that, that could be related yeah. anyways um interesting uh, in terms of covid19 talking about that and how different countries have handled the situation and i know we've brought this up before but i think it's worth mentioning again that japan has handled it so incredibly well and it's because of self-responsibility and they care about their life and they realize they're used to wearing masks they've already seen how 
wearing masks and following this, they call it avoiding the three C's, which is confined spaces, close contact and crowds. By doing that, wearing a mask and avoiding those three C's, they have noticed with other situations, not just COVID-19, how effective it is to do that and how it works. So Japan is three times the population of Canada, but has under a thousand deaths with no lockdown. They've Mm -hmm. never had a lockdown. They've just followed those, avoiding the three C's and wearing a mask. They're motivated by their own personal responsibility and also because they don't want to die. Yeah. Like they, they know, and they're used to be wearing masks. So it's just, but we have a lot to learn from seeing success in, I mean, three times the population with under a thousand deaths. Yeah. And they just, they have respect for rules. They care about their life. Like one person who was interviewed in the story was like, we, we, we care about our lives. And like, there's this one guy who's a DJ and he still DJs, uh, but online to an empty place because people don't need to be told not to go into groups. They know that if they go into groups that they're risking their life and the lives of other people. For some reason here, it's no, you don't tell me what to do. I actually read someone someone say this. I'd rather die with my freedom than live wearing a mask. You know how once you're dead, you're dead for a long time. More than the amount of time you have to wear a mask. Way more. You're dead forever. Masks temporarily until we get through this. I know. And it's not even enforced. It's not you don't get arrested or thrown in jail if you're not that would be an infringement on your rights. If it was like wear the mask or you go to jail. But it's just a suggestion. Although I wish I wish it was like that. You do, but that would be anarchy. Yeah, true. Anyway. Well, you were mentioning earlier on in the show about how you don't feel good if you've had a day that's not productive. And I think a lot of us are feeling that way in Canada. Here's a story about a man in Toronto. His name is Tony Moniz. And he was also tired of waiting to be called back to work. So he's been laid off. Like, I guess there's been 3 million people who've been laid off in this country and don't have any work and people not only it's not it's not a question of money it's also a question of people going stir crazy at home and not having anything to do no projects and I can see that being extra crazy in Toronto because here we have tons of things to do because we're outside we have a house we have all these outdoor projects imagine if you're just in an apartment or a condo and there's nothing to do so um he, he this is a crazy story so scammers are getting really creative he was on linkedin and he was approached he 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 wrote a survey about a job and he didn't want to leave his job but he was laid off and didn't know when they had no idea when he would be it was a telecom job he didn't know when he'd be able to get back and so he saw a job posting on linkedin filled in the survey and it was for a key account coordinator at sobeys so he wants to work. He's 54 years old. He's sitting at home. He just hates it. So he fills out this application. Someone contacts him from the Sobeys head office, so he thought, but they were posing as somebody from Jesus Sobeys, Christ. which is so specific. Like, why would you ever think that somebody's doing it that way? They're just getting really sneaky. So this piece of shit garbage humans. I know. So after another conversation with, he, he got interviewed someone contacted him and then they said we'll let you know in a few hours or whatever so he said after another conversation with a different interviewer later that day moniz or moniz was offered the position first thing monday morning he resigned from his telecom job he'd held for three years (sighs) but within 24 hours he discovered the new job was 
job offer as part of a scam. On Tuesday, Monize was asked to send almost $4,000 to another company to pay for home office equipment. He agreed to the e-transfer to e-transfer the funds because he'd received a check with the Sobeys logo on it to cover the cost. Then the bank called. They said, just so you know, we looked at those email addresses where you're sending the money. They're on on the blacklist. It's fraud. So that's kind of cool that the that the bank actually. So they didn't. So that. he didn't send the money. I guess not. But did he, he get his old job back? Well, he he asked them, and they said, "Don't worry, we can work something out." They talked to HR, so that's good. Um, <sighs> and it was a counterfeit check, and they're having such a hard time finding these people too. Like employment scams are on the rise in Canada. As of May 31st, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre had received close to 2,000 reports about job scams. That's more than in all of 2019 when they were only 1,757 reports. More than 3 million Canadians lost their jobs in March and April as, as of this year, or of this year, I should say. And, um, so LinkedIn didn't realize this was happening. And, you know, sometimes I don't blame LinkedIn in a way because you don't know that anyone's going to do something until they do it. And then once they realize this about this posting, of course, they took it down right away. But yeah, so there's kind of a good ending to this because he talked to HR to say that he, he wanted to recant his resignation and they said, just hang in there. We'll work something out. And you know, at first when I heard about these scams, I think they're getting better and better and better because this guy sounds pretty savvy. Like he thought, well, it sounds reasonable because during COVID we're going to be working from home more. So we're going to need that equipment at home. And they did send the check that looked really yeah, legit. But why wouldn't they just pay for it directly? Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, there's red flags here. You got to go, okay, if Sophie oh, wants sure. me, they would just, I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess they could send you the money and say that you pay, but. Yeah, it is weird. It's I totally weird. I hate these idiot scammers. Like capitalizing no. on on this when people are so vulnerable and yeah. and and desperate. I know. Here's some uh, good news. Mark Clark is this uh, very lucky man in Michigan. He has just won his second four million dollar prize in the state's instant game lottery. So he lives in South Rockwood, Michigan. He won the prize after using a coin given to him by his father who died last year. I scratched the ticket off in the store and I can't help but think maybe that lucky coin helped me with this. The first time Clark won a $4 million prize was in 2017 when he played the Lottery's Million Millionaires Club. I sent you a picture if you want to show everybody what it looks like, what he looks like. You don't think you'll win millions t- once. You definitely don't ever think it's going to happen twice, said the 50-year-old, who he kept playing the lottery anyway. I don't know if I'd keep playing the lottery if I already won $4 million. Or maybe it would encourage me to play it more because I knew it actually would work. You just think it's true. You'd think that you would never win again that much. Yeah. After the first win, uh, he says he retired from his job and spent a lot of time fishing. My dad and I always used to fish together and love great memories of that. So this will help me keep fishing and enjoying time with my Crazy son. Crazy that he's won four million both times. Isn't that nuts? It sucks that they have to announce who you are. I know. I Is know. that part of it? Like, do you have? Can you opt out of that? I guess I don't not. Think so. Cl- 
Clark chose to accept his prize as a one-time lump sum payment of about $2.5 million rather than y- the annuity annuity payments for the full amount. He goes, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life, but everything is pretty amazing right now. I wish they didn't have to announce it. Most people that win the lottery have to move. They have to change their whole lives because people are just like, well, you got all this free money all of a sudden. Just give me a f- 100000 please. Totally. I used to work. I used to live at this apartment in Ottawa, close to Elgin. And there's a little corner store on the corner of Elgin and Gladstone. And I remember going in there and the owner had told me that a couple who worked for the government had won the lottery twice at his store and he couldn't believe it. So it does happen. And he said he wished they were nicer people because he said they weren't very nice people. So he was very frustrated because usually what happens when you, there's an etiquette when you, I don't know if you know this, but when you win the lottery, whatever store you bought the ticket at, you give a tip to the store owner and both times they didn't tip him anything and he says and they still work for the government oh what a waste what well he was like mad he's like he's like you know what if you won the lottery you shouldn't keep your job you should really enjoy the money but maybe they like working yeah i mean whatever no i could i i thought that was kind of funny yeah but why'd you be mad at them for still working well because they're not it's just sitting there collecting in their bank account and they're c- continuing to work. Maybe they're doing things with the money and continuing to work. Why are you on their side? Well, why do you have to quit your job? Otherwise, you're a bad person. You, okay, chill out. Fired no, I'm up. <laughs> I'm just, I just think no. it's funny how. I just think that guy's unreasonable for being like, they didn't even quit their jobs. Ugh. Okay. Why are you? I'm not taking it out on you. What, do, what the hell? Can I not? Weirdo. Oh my, what the hell is happening right now? Exactly. Ask, oh, what's happening in your throat? (laughs) You're taking this story way personal because it's what your story, but I'm not. Oh, shut up. Oh my God, this is weird. All right. You're weird. (laughs) (laughs) Daily dose. Daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose. Daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and headlines from Jim Grant. All right. Do you... Uh, Eric just said, government workers are often answering a societal need. He's right. I was just kind of... I guess I wanted to kind of so pick defensive. a fight with you. Yeah, weird. Out of the blue. I'm like, well, why would you... You're like, oh, wow, fired up this morning. I'm like, I just just saying, why is that a bad thing? <laughs> I was asking yeah. a question. I that know. was really weird. I wanted I wanted a conflict or something. Yeah, ratings or something. Ratings. Oh my god, as if. Anyway. Do we have any other comments? Let's see here. PM says we are living in a weird time. I feel like I'm at war with dumbness. Twitter is a battlefield against a piece of cloth right now. Yeah. I know. It's enraging. Yeah. Doug says no dance. No, because we just fought, and then I'm I'm not gonna dance. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Jen for that. Oh, for no dance. stop! Yes. I was joking around. It didn't sound oddly jokey, but all right. Or oddly, it didn't sound jokey. I should say. Hello. Mm-hmm. Doug says working is crucial in life. That's true. 
Wow. Why don't you get mad at him? <sighs> Monique says, yes, she was over 60. And that was, oh, we're getting sad emojis because we're fighting. <laughs> you're continuing. You're really milking it right now. Okay, replay Monique it. said, yes, no, don't. Just let's move on, please. Kay. Monique says, yes, she was 60. How about the rower? Mm-hmm. I read her story over the weekend. Yeah, it's a pretty great, great story. Really good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? Awkward. And, no, but you're hey, reading Doug, the comments. No, Doug said no dance, and then that's pretty much it. I caught up on everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I got a big day, so let's uh, let's go for the close right now. Let's, what about uh, Gringos? Oh yeah, shit a damn. Oh my I god. I was trying to. Thank you. I was trying to hit you with the Doug, Doug, Doug. All right. Let's do this. Are you leaving now? Oh, my God. We're done the show. You can't wait two minutes. Hello? All right. This episode of the Julian Dion Show is with Jen Grant is brought to you by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Do yourself a favor. I just remembered a dream I had last night. I was doing this live read for gringos and couldn't remember any of the words anyway do yourself a favor go to gringosblazingsauces.com for some of the best tasting that you've ever had in your life (laughs) hot sauces and jellies and grilling sauces and salsas chef by trade Doug Knight our friend and yours and Laura his wife are obsessed with finding the perfect balance between heat and flavor, and they nail it every time. Our fridge is full. Fill your fridge. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com. It's free shipping for orders over $40 in Canada, and they ship all over North America. We had a song about it on Friday. They ship everywhere. Okay? Do yourself a favor. For the hot sauce lover in your life a favor, and go to gringosblazingsauces.com. Gringosblazingsauces.com. Yeah, I dreamt. I just remembered a dream. I was doing the Gringos live read. Couldn't remember anything. That's oh my gosh, those are the worst. I was like, go to Gringos, and um, <laughs> I, I couldn't remember anything. I was like, it's free shipping. Of uh, anyway, I you just- know what's funny? That actually is a very frustrating dream. But one thing that's encouraging to me and and positive about that is that now Gringos and the show has now become such a staple in your life that it's your you know what I mean it's like a job it's something that you care about and you're worried about that it's in your psyche it's in your subconscious so now you're dreaming about it Mm -hmm. I am so that's good (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go for the clothes Gen Z I'm glad you're not mad at me anymore I'm I wasn't actually mad I I was just I couldn't understand why I don't know just I know. And then you kept saying it was me. You're like, wow, you're feisty this morning. What's wrong? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on all, all of a sudden? Uh, all right. Snap that's it. That's our Monday show. We'll be back tomorrow. We're back Monday to Fridays at 7 a.m. Live on Facebook and then available on demand on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. We're everywhere. As of 9.30 Eastern, 9.30, 10 o'clock at the latest Eastern. It takes sometimes a few minutes to upload, but that's it. That's all. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. 
Thanks for all your comments. We appreciate it. Thanks to Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Oh, the pre-show song. Shit, that was Jamie Ferguson, our talented friend here in Wakefield. Jamie Ferguson with the song The Fair. Okay, Gen Z, love you. We'll see you. Love you. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, everybody, watch your head. I went to school. Yeah, I learned a lot. Got a degree in what I'm not. You spend your life looking for what you already got. Such a beautiful waste of time. Just a waste of time